Tomorrow's the council roundup. Do the best we can to bring you a council roundup. Might be at the Illinois State Fair. We'll see how we can make that happen. Uh, but uh, definitely want to give you the highlights of the Springfield City Council, which meets tonight. Uh, to give us a bit of a preview or maybe just to delve into some other city issues, uh, we connect now with Springfield Alderman Joe McMiniman here on the WMAY Morning News Feed at 738. I'm Greg Bishop. If you need to get a hold of me, bishoponair at gmail.com. You can also find me on all the social media channels, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, just search out Bishop on Air and uh, you can connect with me and share your thoughts that way as well. Uh, Alderman Joe McMiniman, good morning. How are you doing out there? You've been able to make it out to the fair yet? I did make it out on Sunday. I marched with uh, 755, VFW 755, and we had a, a good march. It was a good weather and uh, good crowds. And uh, it was uh, a wonderful day to be out at the State Fair. And the weather looking great today for Ag Day at the Illinois State Fair. Uh, might get some showers here and there throughout the week, but it looks like, Alderman, we're going to have some decent weather with highs in the mid-80s. So uh, definitely get out there and enjoy the uh, the weather. A uh, lot to get to, Alderman. Uh, and I don't know where to start exactly. Maybe we uh, just look at the increased costs of uh, city water, light, and power uh, and some of the aging uh, coal-fired power plants that are out there. Uh, we've heard before in, in years past uh, maintenance that needs to cost millions and millions of dollars and you know they have to spend a couple of hundred thousand dollars to even open things up to see how much more money's to spend uh, you've got an ordinance in front of you that's dealing with just that right yeah i think we have to make the right decision i don't know if there'll be enough votes for the right decision but we're talking about unit 33 coal fire plant uh built in uh, 1978 so it's uh it's 43 years uh, old uh, we know what's under the hood. It's, it's bad. It's a million dollars of, uh, well, 200000 to look under the hood, knowing that there's already $800,000 of repairs under the hood. Uh, there could very well be more. Uh, Greg, two years ago, uh, we paid for uh, top-level advice what to do with our power, our power plants from the Energy Authority out of Florida. And uh, they told us, retire units, the oldest three units. And uh, We've retired two of them, and this one here, we should have retired a couple of years ago. And uh, we keep it going, and uh, we just have to face the music. And uh, there are jobs there that are linked to that unit. We, we can find maybe positions for half of them, maybe more down the road. Uh, we can't uh, force our ratepayers and our taxpayers to continue to feed a uh, obsolete plant, basically, is what it is. Um, we, we were told two years ago that we can buy power off the market for a a lesser amount than we can uh, pay for it ourselves uh, by generating power ourselves from Unit 33. So I hope we make the right decision. It's it's overdue. And uh, I know the coal mine is important to us out in Elkhart. Um, I think historically they've had about 200 coal miners. So, I, you know, they got to downsize to a more efficient operate, well, just economic operations. If, if you're not going to coal uh, mine, Four million tons or three million tons, two million tons, maybe down. now you're down to uh, less than a million tons of coal a year out of that uh, coal mine. That's just the way uh, the world changes. We uh, used to transport with horses. We don't do that anymore. Uh, we just got to be realistic with our tax dollars and uh, be efficient at our utility. When it comes to the funds that are going to be expended, uh, or at least that uh, are up for consideration to expend this evening, I believe, um, should it be better used to maybe use those uh, those dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars, towards uh, the, the costs of decommissioning, uh, like, for instance, dealing with the coal ash issues and, and so on? 
Absolutely. Let's uh, let's move into the future. Let's uh, analyze uh, our future contracts to buy off the market, or if we're going to um, co-invest in solar or wind for a portion of our electric electrical needs, um, let's get those contracts lined up. Let's focus on the future, and let's let's take our eyes off the past. And uh, I think we'll all be better for it strategically. Springfield Alderman Joe McMiniman with us on the WMAY Morning News Feed. Speaking of the past, Alderman Hunter Lake, Lake 2. It's been talked about more than I've been alive. Uh, And even since covering the city council, it's been brought up for for more than a decade. Uh, And... (laughs) We did see a little bit of movement. Uh, what are they? Uh, what's the the latest development there uh, on uh, seeking public comments? You know, when Mayor Langfeller came in six years ago, one of his first acts about this time six years ago was to uh, get a, a nine to one vote to go forward with Lake Two. I was the one no vote. I was coming off the previous council under uh, Mayor Houston, where we uh, did not uh, uh, vote for a, a, another lake. Um, if you go back to 10 years ago, when I first came on the council, Greg, I'm trying to be historical now. I was in favor of, of a second lake, and I thought, you know, let's not take our chances. Um, let's err on the side of too much water. But then when I studied the facts, the facts have changed significantly over the last 40 years. 40 years ago, when Lake 2 was really getting pushed, we projected, you know, doubling our water usage, et cetera. Uh, instead, what happened is uh, for roughly that, most of the last 40 years, our water usage has been flat. But now what we're seeing in the last five years is declining for a lot of reasons, including um, you know, more efficient uh, uses of water uh, through our appliances. Uh, and now, even more significantly, the, the coal-fired power plants utilize historically 15 to 20 percent of our water. We're de- decommissioning them, as we just talked about. So I think there's better uh, usages of our money Besides the second lake, we got to dredge the first lake eventually, anyways, to keep it healthy. So let's uh, do that, uh, keep it healthy, which also increases capacity. Also, there's some interesting other developments taking place. That power plant down at, at uh, Kincaid, it um, um, relies on the water from uh, what's the lake down there? Uh, help me out, Greg. Um, Sangris? Uh, Is it? Uh, thank you, Sangris. You know, that's a potential alternative source of water if we needed to. But the bottom line is, you know, people refer back to the 1950s drought. Back then, our lake was fed by only one creek. Um, What we did after that drought was we pumped water from the uh, south branch of the Sagamon River. And that uh, pumping operation is the equivalent of uh, five additional creeks, basically, because of the watershed that it comes from. So... We've diversified our, our water um, origin and increased the, the amount of water flow uh, to our lake. So um, I think um, we need to work on our sewers as an alternative to um, Lake 2. We need to change all our lead uh, pipes in the city. 20% of our, our pipes feeding water into our homes on laterals are uh, lead-based pipes. So we've got to replace all those. Those are higher priorities from my point of view. We're talking with Springfield Alderman Joe McMiniman here on the WMAY morning news feed at 745. I'm Greg Bishop and a variety of other issues still to tackle, of course, with tonight's Springfield City Council meeting. Uh, we'll see what pops up uh, and uh, what, what leads to the discussion. You've got uh, the uh, $1.2 million uh, to help with the continuum of care, dealing with those experiencing homelessness. Uh, you've got a variety of other issues that are up for consideration as well. Uh, something else that uh, has, has developed over the past week and a half is 
is uh, the Springfield Police Chief, Kenny Winslow. Uh, he is uh, a, a, a finalist in a job uh, in another part of the state as a police chief. Uh, and uh, we talked with um, uh, Alderman Ralph Hanauer about this last week and uh, followed it up with uh, Police Chief Winslow. And it was a topic of discussion as well uh, at last week's Springfield City Council meeting. What's your take on this, Alderman? Well, I think uh, I agree with uh, what uh, Alderman Hanauer had to say, and it's really what my opinion was a half year ago when Chief Winslow was offered that job down in Franklin, Tennessee. I thought it was a, a big mistake to offer him, uh, to offer our police chief uh, a pay raise, a 5% pay raise. I think if, if the chief was looking around for other employment, uh, fine, then we got to move on. we got to get a new uh, police chief. Uh, to give him that pay raise, I thought, okay, if the mayor wants to, you know, tie in a pay raise with three more years of service, that may be, you know, a viable. I didn't. I disagreed with it, but it made some degree of sense. But then the police chief, within a half year, is looking for a job in Peoria, looking for a job in Bloomington. So he gets that five percent pay raise, which, by by a way, uh, is coincidentally is a five percent permanent raise in his eventual pension. Uh, he's looking around for another job. Now I understand that you know, had he taken that job in Franklin. He could have withdrawn from the Springfield Pension uh, Board uh, Fund and received his Springfield pension, and then he gets a salary down there in Franklin. I think this move up there in uh, Bloomington is is equivalent. I happened to talk with um, someone very knowledgeable about pensions last night, and uh, that person said, who he would know, he said that, well, the chief can withdraw from the spring. These are separate pensions in many respects. He can withdraw from Springfield um, and I get a Springfield pension and then get a salary up there in Bloomington. So I don't blame the mayor for, um, excuse me, the police chief for trying to, you know, pad his pocket. He's got children to educate and so forth. But we got to look what, at what's best for Springfield at this point in time. If he's not leading our force with full-time devotion, focus, uh, effort, um, then sorry, we need somebody else. And uh, when you're looking around for another job, your heart and your mind is not where it should be. So he's got to go one way or the other. Springfield Alderman Joe McMiniman on the WMAY Morning News Feed. Uh, Alderman, last time I had you on, uh, we did two segments, and uh, one of the segments you really unpacked what you see happening in the future with the Springfield City Council. Of course, a lot of this is going to hinge upon uh, what the block-level data that was released last week by the U.S. Census and how that's going to impact new ward maps. So we'll watch that closely when those things get developed. Uh, But uh, after you laid out uh, your kind of prognostication, uh, I did have several other individuals reach out to me, and I won't divulge because it wasn't on record, but uh, they they essentially said, uh, kind of in concert, uh, multiple individuals, uh, that uh, you were off base with some of your projections and uh, some of your prognostication. Um, what's, what's your reaction to that, to uh, uh, people uh, reacting to you talking about uh, the political landscape in, in the city of Springfield? I'd say bring it on. You know, let, let's hear it on the record. Um, I think, you know, one of my thoughts was I don't think Proctor will run again. Gee whiz, you know, in a week's time, he's off the council. Um, I think our discussion really was prompted by the fact that uh, we're going to have to redraw the uh, ward boundaries. That's what prompted the discussion about the next council. Uh, you know, we've had the census count, and now we're going to have to um, redraw the boundaries. I talked with Joe Davis about how we did it last time. He was the city council coordinator before Tim Griffin, and he was there for the last re- redrawing. And what we did was Mayor Houston at the time contracted with the Regional Planning Commission, and they worked with some of the people in the county clerk's office, I believe, 
and they redrew drew the maps, and then it came to the city council. There were some minor adjustments. I think that's what prompted that discussion. You know, I think probably um, – I'm trying to anticipate who you might have talked with, but I think, you know, having served on the council 10 years – having always run a grassroots, grassroots campaign, not relying on political parties of any kind and, uh, and without relying on the heavy political contributors at any time, uh, folks kind of wonder, what's McMiniman all about? Well, I'm just trying to do the right thing for the right reasons, and I think I've got a really good relationship out there with many of the people that count. I, I think that Ward 7, the way I see it, is the civic heartland of Springfield. Why? Because we've got the highest turnout of vote. Uh, per precinct, um, maybe a tie with uh, Ward 10. Um, I talk with a lot of people, and I care about. I love Springfield. I wasn't born and raised here, but uh, the biggest news for us right now, Greg, was we became grandparents last uh, week oh, on Wednesday. Congratulations! So, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, but that's a wonderful uh, experience. Our daughter over in uh, Champaign, a high school teacher, married to a, another high school teacher. At Centennial, um, you know, they. Uh, I was over there on Saturday. I left Lynn, my wife, behind for a week uh, to help uh, with all the new mother type of um, experiences. And so um, that's the biggest news for us. That's con- that's I, great. Congratulations! Uh, to would love you to talk about more about the city council, yeah. but that's uh, the <laughs> that's our, dominating uh, your time. Well, really but, okay, well, but the, but then you know, so now you're a grandfather. Uh, what's next for you? Your term limited out of the city council. Uh, coming up with the next election, uh, what in 2023 or something? Um, so, uh, what 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 are you looking at? Are you looking at uh, another elected office, or uh, what what do you uh, what do you have um, scoping out for for uh, the future of Joe McMiniman? Yeah, I'm not looking for elected office. I think Mayor Langfellow's done an acceptable job. He makes good, some good decisions. He makes some bad decisions occasionally, like I think uh, the, the police chief um, treatment. Uh, he should have. We got to cut the, the police chief loose. I think Lake Two. I, I haven't. Um, you know, I'm not on board with that one, and I, I think it's a mistake to extend the 30, uh, unit 33. Uh, but overall, I think Mayor Langfellow's done an acceptable job under a extremely. Uh, Difficult times with the state budget frozen for two years there, and then uh, now COVID, which is still coming back. Bad reports uh, in the last few days. You know more hospitalizations here locally. Um, I'd like to help any candidates that want to run for uh, a city council that um, will be a, an independent type of voice and not so partisan, uh, where they don't owe their votes to the special interests, but they owe their votes to, to their voters in their ward uh, in particular and, and to the city as a whole. So um, that's where I want to devote my time. Well, and Alderman, is, it, is that the only avenue where we have this problem, or uh, is it also with, like, uh, school boards and even uh, seats at the state house that we have uh, these types of problems of uh, influence by special interest groups? Yeah, it's all up and down the uh, political map. Um, I think what the beauty of a local, local election like city council is you can, if you knock on enough doors and work hard enough, you can overcome the, um, the influence of the special interests at a, at a, uh, you're more likely to be able to overcome those influences than, than at the higher levels of elected office, like at the state level or federal level. So I encourage anyone who wants to get involved and care about their communities, their neighborhoods, to uh, think about running for alderman. It's a tough job. It's very demanding. There's not a day that goes by that you don't get a phone call from someone who needs help on something or wishes to express their views. 
But if you care about your, your hometown and your uh, neighborhoods, it's the way to go. Springfield Alderman Joe McMiniman, greatly appreciate your time bouncing around on all kinds of issues. And we'll talk again soon. And congratulations to you and your family on the new edition. Thanks always, Greg. Have a great day.